Hello everyone, I'm Justin. And I'm Marcella. And this is Sailor Manga, the podcast where we take a deep dive into the iconic Sailor Moon manga by Naoko Takeuchi and discuss it to our heart's content, sister. Happy Moon Day, Marcella. How are you? Happy Moon Day. Yes, I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. <laughs> Better yeah. now than when we were playing Dead by Daylight a few moments ago. Because yeah. uh, we did our uh, weekly ritual of playing Dead by Daylight. It's also the new uh, yes. The Artist release, the day that we're recording this. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it brought out some shit players, let me tell you. <laughs> it did, yeah. Michaela, if you're listening to this, go fuck yourself. Toxic. Oh, that Michaela in our match oh my god she was so bad anyway mm. uh but yeah we're here with a, a new filler chapter but we, i'm we fucking excited oh sorry <laughs> how are you? you didn't mention you didn't mention david oh <laughs> this last match that we played y'all uh it was a shirtless blonde <laughs> buzzed haircut david and i was like a blonde buzz naked david in my lobby Yep, <laughs> and like we were chatting with them because they were on PC, and we were just having a good old laugh, a good old laugh. Yeah, they saw the funny side of it, and they uh they got involved. Yeah, it was wonderful. Because mm. what did I say? I was like, I was like that David, uh, Buzz Blonde David in my lobby, sopping wet. <laughs> <laughs> starting out just not in a room not at all <laughs> yeah you're you'd, you'd probably know if we were if you're in a lobby with us because uh the chat is very inappropriate very in a yeah um i'll uh, mention in uh some of my moon news uh speaking of inappropriate uh someone who just started listening to us is probably like good god <laughs> oh but I, but i'll get there <gasps> i'm excited yeah. Um, oh, we didn't even talk about what chapter we're reading. Today, y'all, we are reading uh, The Love of Princess Kaguya, mm-hmm. uh, part one, because it's so massive, we have to split it into two. So uh, this will be part one of this chapter. I've already got it marked where we're going to end, and that's a good ending place, I think. Nice little cliffhanger. And uh, also, if I sound weird, I'm a little under the weather. I've got a little bit of a mm-hmm. congestion going on. Thanks, Alan. Because um, <laughs> uh, I got it from him. But yeah. uh, otherwise, I'm all right. I don't feel bad. Um, also got my COVID booster today. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and I felt better as soon as I got it. Like, I wasn't tired. I wasn't feeling as scratchy-throated. I was like, the power of a vaccine, honey. Get vaccinated. No, no. Those little nanobots were like, right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fix it right on up. Uh, but yeah, we're going to read this uh, filler chapter today. Super excited. But first, we got to settle moon news. Marcella, what you got this week? Um, I'm going to keep it short because the chapter's really long, even though we're it splitting is very it. Long. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, not much. So I've been doing a bit of uh, Sailor Moon window shopping online, not actual shopping, mm-hmm. uh, because I just want to buy some more Sailor Moon there. Of course. Um, but so I, I haven't found anything new as of yet, aside from something that I found when we were looking on Etsy at the same time and there was that yes. that little mirror it, 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 yeah the compact, compact yeah and it's the um the uh, the brooch the, the crystal star thing. brooch yeah yeah mm-hmm. um and I think I might have to get it uh, Hell or yeah. maybe I could ask Paul to get it for me for Christmas I don't know. do anyway, it I love um, it but kind of actual I suppose proper but I'll, I'll keep you updated anyway if I can't <laughs> yes please do anything you know I did see some Sailor Moon cam- Candles, which I thought mm. was really cute, and they were kind of themed around the guardians, but they only nice. had uh, Mercury and Venus 
Um, um, and I, I'd obviously I'd want a Jupiter one. Right. Uh, but anyway, I'll, I'll keep looking because I'm sure somebody somewhere has done, has made some. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, and then just regarding Crystal, so I was going to continue <gasps> my watch of season three, but then randomly the other day, Paul and I started watching uh, the movie, which is four. Oh, Eternal, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he, I ended up finishing <laughs> So I ended up watching <laughs> the entirety of that instead of carrying on with season three of Crystal. So nice. um, was a bit it was a bit silly. But I just got into it, you know? Yeah, you get drawn in. Yeah, and I just thought it would be it. a nice refresher of the arc that's coming up. So Yeah, true. Good point. Yeah. Anyway, but I've I've finished it now, so I'll carry on with season three. Hell yeah. I'm so and excited that's... for you to be all caught up. Yes. Um, and that's about exciting. it. That's about cool. it. What about you? All right. So I'm gonna spend a lot of time on these, but I'm not gonna barrel through them. So number one, I talked about how volume eight of Ruby came out. Mm. Well, um, I did purchase it because I have no self-control and uh, <laughs> Alan and I have already finished it. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's like all together. It, it's in a movie format. So it's like three hours, 54 minutes. So over two nights, we like barrel through it. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Love this anime so fucking much. It's so uh, like different and unique. And mm. uh, I just, I can't say enough good things about it. So we did that. Number two, when uh, we were out of town for Thanksgiving, I was up before everyone else. And I was like, I don't know what I want to watch. I kind of want to watch Sailor Moon. But I was like, meh. And um, I watched the first episode of a new anime. Oh. Uh, It's called, I've seen it around before. It's called Little Witch Academia. Oh, that rings a bell. Yeah, it's on Netflix. And I watched the first episode. And it's really fucking cute. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, So I'm going to keep that on the back burner. Because it's lots of females, and that's what I'm Mm -hmm. all about. Um, And also, the voice actress for the main character, it's such a girly voice, and I did not expect this when I looked it up, but it's voiced by the same person who voices Sailor Uranus in the Viz dub. Oh. And I was like, I would have never fucking guessed when you hear their two voices. Yeah. It's like, crazy. And then, of course, our reigning queen, Stephanie Shea, the voice of Usagi in the Viz dub, (laughs) is the best friend. She plays the best friend character. And I was like, see, it's all my bitches. It's all my bitches. So, it's really cute. Highly recommend and um it's about a magic school i mean it's it's got everything you need bitch it, it was really cute nice. um so there's that oh and then this is my last bit um so i've been doing some more editing of the sailor Moon audio series a shit ton of editing because i've got everyone's lines now and um i did a shit i did like four hours of editing night and only had like 16 minutes of audio but considering that's a lot yeah uh because it is quite the undertaking i'm realizing but it's something i really want to do like if i could do this like like if i could get paid for this in the future bitch sign me up um because i fucking love it um and our uh give a little shout out to uh the voice of mamaru for the uh the audio series uh terrence uh we were uh messaging on messenger and i was talking about how i was almost done with the third episode and uh stuff like that and uh he was like oh i found your podcast on spotify and he's like oh i can't can't wait to binge it and i was like well just so you know we're really fucking inappropriate and i'm just gonna go ahead and apologize (laughs) (laughs) because we're a mess yeah but then a little bit later he was like um he's like i love it you and marcella are hilarious and i was like oh thank you we think so so it's nice that someone else thinks so (laughs) (laughs) someone else laughing at my jokes it's interesting i know right (laughs) so uh, shout out to you terrence thank you 
Um, and Thank also, you, this is just, yeah, that's just a little side note. I did finish the third episode uh, writing of the audio series, so that'll be going out to the the cast soon. So that's exciting. And uh, yeah, nice. that's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, okay, so where are we today? So, like I said, we're starting The Love of Princess Kaguya today, and let's just get into it because it, it's a behemoth of a story. So, we cut mm-hmm. to the cover page, and it looks very Star Wars-esque, very Star Wars 70s, 80s poster, and I love yeah, that. It does. And it's got all the Sailor Guardians, like their uh, their head silhouettes, it's got Luna and Artemis, it's got two characters we've never met before, and some bitch in a yellow dress. Who is that? Who is that? And then we have the we even have the ending on the cover, bitch. Love it. Yeah. <clears throat> Who is she? Listen on to find out. But it's all in color and it's really, really pretty. And uh, yeah, that's about it. So then we flip the page and we get another color page of this black-haired vixen in this yellow dress. And I mean fashion. Love yeah. this dress. It's just a cute little yellow dress with straps, but uh she's wearing like a yellow bow around her neck. And um, there's like some tool underneath the, the dress that's black and fanning out. Uh, it's just stunning. Absolutely stunning. Wavy hair. I mean, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, gorgeous. And uh, maybe I'll try to post it, even if it's not part of our uh, our three, our tri-post that we do. <laughs> but maybe I'll post it yeah. on Sailor Manga Pod at uh, Instagram and Twitter. But anyway, so we cut into the chapter, and it's the enemy talking, and you can tell because it's in the uh, enemy font. Yes. That's what I'm assuming. And it says, I've been so lonely. You who have taken my first shard into your hand you will be my companion for eternity so very ominous already and there's a hand outstretched that like catches basically the shard of glass Mm -hmm. and we see that it's the man that was on the cover don't know who he is and then we see this we fan out to see this silhouette of like um i don't even know what the fuck those things are called but you see them around like nasa little satellites they're satellites that's what they're called (laughs) (laughs) They're like ground satellites. Yeah, you know, huge the ones. Massive. And it's just this guy, like, I guess, holding the shard in his fucking hand. Good for him. But that's all you get. You get a little tease of what's going on, but you don't really get the full story. Um, you should have been blonde and buzz cutted, because then I'd care, honey. <laughs> yeah, <shirtless. laughs> yeah. just rub that shard all over your chest. <laughs> I'm going to try not to be H-word in this podcast. I'm going to try my best, okay? I'm going to try. You've got a a, a shout on. (laughs) Not a hard on! Oh my god, that's genius! (laughs) A shard on. Oh my god, I love it. Okay. So then we cut to the girls, specifically Michiru in this like rose printed dress. Yeah. You can't you can't see the full thing, but you just see like the the upper area, and it's I love the detailing. It reminds me of those little stamps that Naoko has been Ooh. doing throughout the Infinity Arc. It's exactly like them. That's. <sighs> It's wonderful. She's got a choker on as well. Oh, she does, and like these little earrings, gorgeous. Um, and Michiru's looking into her mirror, and she's like, "I don't like the color of this lipstick." And we see Setsuna, ugh, in this buttoned blazer, bitch. Oh my god, <laughs> the fashion catalog part two. 
I mean, mm-hmm. and she's got that beautiful dark skin drawn. I'm so glad she's not whitewashed here. Gorgeous. And she says, it's a beautiful color, Michiru, and it looks good on you. Now pick up the pace. Because <laughs> they're getting ready to go somewhere. They're bustling around yeah. trying to hit the road, Jack. And we cut to Michiru's mirror and she says, oh, it's a comet. <gasps> and we see a comet trailing on the mirror. And we know that Michiru can sort of see premonitional stuff in her mirror just like Ray does in her fire divination. Yeah. And uh, Setsuna comes over, she looks down and she's like, you're right. And uh, she says, an ancient residence of our solar system has come home. Did I say resident? That's what I meant to say. Yeah, I think you did. Is that what I said? I don't even remember that was seconds ago, honey. Anyway. <laughs> um, and is this Michiru? Yeah. yeah. She, Michiru says, then I suppose we should say welcome back. And then here comes Haruka <laughs> into the room and she's holding up a fucking alarm clock, <laughs> like showing them the time. Uh, it's so good. And she's like, I just hope it doesn't turn out to be an unwelcome guest. And she just is holding the clock so that Setsuna and Michiru can see it. Yeah, and time, time. Time's ticking. Time's a ticking, sweet port. And uh, <laughs> Setsuna and Michiru are like, oh no, when did it get to be so late? And uh, then we see this image of Haruka, Michiru, and Setsuna bustling on the street. And Haruka says, we won't hear the end of it if we're not on time. And then Setsuna says, we'd better hurry. Let's take a taxi. And there's a couple taxis in front of them so they're about to flag it down so i just love that we started this chapter with the outers because that never happens yeah no it doesn't it's nice and it's nice to see where they're at you know um and as far as where this falls in the timeline we're gonna get there Mm. don't worry so we cut to the crown game center haven't seen that place in a while and uh we see usagi minako it was was (laughs) after the facebook (laughs) scandal yeah temporarily (laughs) shut down there was some kind of misunderstanding God. <laughs> so it's Usagi, Minako, Mako, Mamoru, Ami, Rei, and Chibiusa. Literally everyone. And I'm just going to assume that this is Usagi saying you're late because she has the, the widest mouth. <laughs> also, like, and she what? has no right. No. She has absolutely no room to talk. <laughs> exactly. I'm surprised she's there. <laughs> she should have been the last one there, honestly. Exactly. Come on. Anyway. Um, yeah. But I think this is Chibiusa. Chibiusa says, Haruka, Michiru, Setsuna, you finally made it. And everyone looks super dapper. They're all in like very formal dresses. Um, Mamoru looks like he's tuxedo mask, but I guess he's just wearing a tux. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone looks cute. You can't really see their full outfits, but Ray's wearing a backless dress. Love that move for her. Mm. Oh, without a doubt. I love so, uh, Marcos, though. Ugh. Of course. And she's got like a little rose choker. So cute. Mm-hmm. So anyway, then we see Haruka, Michiru, and Setsuna, their full outfits, the full rose blouse that Michiru is wearing, stun. And uh, they say, happy birthday, Minako, Makoto. So this is where we're going to pause, because I was like, wait, it's both of their birthdays? Yeah. So I looked it up. Minako's birthday is October 22nd, right. and uh, Mako's birthday is December 5th. So oh. they're not even remotely close. But right. I'm going to guess that this takes place somewhere in between that area. Okay. And they're just having some sort of, you know, they were a little busy. And yeah, they had like a joint birthday party. That's what I'm assuming is going down yeah. here on this okay. day. Now, as far as where this falls in the timeline, considering that it was what, April when uh, the dream arc was about to start? Mm-hmm. 
don't know. Again, this is only like pseudo canonical. Just don't worry about it. Lean into the into the fray. Okay. So <laughs> I love how cute fucking Michiru looks. Like her face, even just she looks adorable. And then Setsuna's holding up. <laughs> two bottles and winking she's like i brought wine and champagne (laughs) which i adore you're bringing uh, alcohol to this underage party love it setsuna's a bad bitch she's a cool mom (laughs) (laughs) because they say woohoo that's our college girl setsuna and then uh another girl we get unazuki in this chapter uh you know she works at the crown fruit parlor we love her we stand. And she says, hey, everybody, you have the whole crown parlor to yourselves. So make sure to eat everything you want. And there's nice. Matoki in the background. See, he's fine. It wasn't him. Mm. <laughs> it wasn't him. It's fine. Okay. And then we get Usagi's dress. And uh, I just need a moment of silence because um, I'm dead. I'm gone. I'm buried. I've eradicated. <laughs> I'm ashes. I fucking love this dress because she's wearing like a a bow choker. Yeah. Very cute. And then this dress is like a gray looking dress, but it's also got f- a floral pattern on it. And uh, I, I just fucking love it. It fans out so beautifully. Uh, Usagi is killing the fashion in the past couple chapters bitch i'm here for it she's on it and she's holding up a glass and naoko makes sure to say we're drinking soft drinks not the not the alcohol but come (laughs) on bitch you're really gonna think that setsuna brought that and the girls aren't gonna dip into it come on now yeah the girls are dipping so usagi says let's have a toast and then (laughs) chibiusa in this cute little fur jacket she looks so adorable i know she says and she looks like she has a fucking martini glass in her goddamn hand (laughs) she's like bitches i'm 902 i'm drinking (laughs) just a casual drunk (laughs) nine-year-old love it but she's like i'm 902 go fuck yourself is she she british (laughs) maybe maybe crystal tokyo is just um (laughs) a a uk territory (laughs) maybe but Chibiusa says, wait, I feel like we're missing someone. And then she's counting. One, two, three. And then uh, she was talking about the goddamn cats. I mean, love the inclusion, Chibiusa, but we would have been fine. Yeah, I can't say I noticed. Yeah, me either. <laughs> me either. I mean, sorry, Diana. You're you're invisible by proxy. <laughs> love you, but sorry. So it, it, of course, Luna, Artemis, and Diana come bounding into the, the game center. And Luna's like, sorry, I know we're really late. And they're gasping and wheezing. And little Diana's like, made it. <laughs> yeah, why Why are they gasping and wheezing? <laughs> <laughs> they had another catnip Tassilani in the sheets. <laughs> Um, and then Shibusa says, Luna, Artemis, Diana, what took you so long? And Luna wastes no time in pushing Artemis under bus. No time. Wow. She wow. says, it's Artemis's fault. He was late coming to get us. And Artemis is like, my fault. You always make me come get you. You could come get me for stuff for stuff once in a while, you know. And he's holding out his paw. Adorable. But Minako is like, uh-uh. I listen to these cats fight enough. Not today. Not on my birthday party. <laughs> Minako struts up and she's like, Luna, Artemis, lovers' quarrels are raw unicorn meat. <laughs> the fuck? 
have no fucking idea what the fuck she's talking about. And neither does Mako. Because Mako's in the background like, what in the fuck? (laughs) And (laughs) Minako just says, quit flaunting your relationship in front of all of us single ladies. What? Single? (laughs) It's like, um, Usagi's not single. (laughs) Yeah, neither's Michiru. Or Haruka. Or Mamoru. And you could argue that Setsuna is Haruka Michiru's third, so... Exactly. I think you just mean you, baby. (laughs) Uh, But uh, here comes smooth-talking Mono again, coming in here winking and shit. (laughs) He strides in, he's got a martini glass, he's looking fly as fuck, and he says, Anyway, I'd like to get Unazuki's cooking and Mako's cake. Get two Unazuki's cooking and Mako's cake. So let's do this. He's like double seven. Yeah, very double. 007 vibes mm-hmm. love it but uh so we get this panel of everyone cheer ch- like uh tossing their drinks and uh looks like they're popping like birthday poppers even unazuki yeah. and matoki are taking in it's an adorable picture probably gonna use it because it's so cute and everyone's like cheers happy birthday mako minako <clears throat> and then we get this panel of who is this minako no haruka michiru setsuna chibiusa and usagi but, and Diana. Oh, and Diana. But tell me that uh, Usagi doesn't look exactly like Chibiusa. Their hair looks identical, almost. It does. I see you, Naoko. I see you. But they're all looking out the window, and they're like, and uh, let's say Usagi says, "Oh, snow!" And Chibiusa is like, "Look at the snow!" And they say the first snow is early this year. I mean, November. That's that's pretty normal, I guess. Yeah. Well, depending on when it's in November, because I guess it's still technically fall. But okay, you're right. I stand corrected. So it's snowing in Juban. It looks beautiful. But we cut to probably our villain because we don't see their face. It's obscured. It looks like they're wearing about 10 bedsheets. <laughs> this is bedsheet Barbara over here. And uh, she's just like, <laughs> that's it. That's all the panel is. <laughs> Okay. And then it, you flip the page, and it's December. Over huh? it. <laughs> but it's snowing, and I love the little, uh, you get to see the neighborhood where Usagi lives, and it's snowing on it. It looks really, really cute. <coughs> Sorry, y'all. I'm sniffling, I'm coughing, I'm struggling, okay? Oh. Anyway, so we get a rare um, appearance of Ikuko, Usagi's mom, um, because there's this image of Luna leaving the Sakino household. <laughs> She's walking on, like, the gate, so cute and Ikuko says oh Luna going out for a walk all by yourself watch for cars okay and Luna's like meow Um, and then is this a cutback pa- I think this is a flashback panel. Yeah, this is back to the party. Oh. It's a flashback to the party, and Usagi's drinking her quote unquote soft drink. Yeah. And she's like, You haven't been to Minako's house once, have you, Luna? And Minako's like, now that you mention it, Artemis has been has been your unfailing picker-upper. What? And then Manka's like, Wow, Luna, what a diva. <laughs> Yeah, Lena. <laughs> Not them being us the entire first arc of this <laughs> manga. <laughs> Just shitting on Luna, bitch. Just shit on her. 
And Luna's like, I wasn't trying to be. And then uh, Mamaru puts his two cents in, his bulging wallet, as we know, and <laughs> says, why don't you go pick him up once in a while? I bet he'd really appreciate it. And Luna gets the, the sweat drop. And she's like, if even Mamo is getting on my case, then I guess I have to. Oh, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I have to. I, I guess. Like, and I have to. Exactly. It's a fucking chore, I guess. <sighs> this Ugh. relationship isn't one-sided, Luna. And she's really doing her fucking best to make it as one-sided as fucking possible. <laughs> and I'm like just I've like, Luna. Any, any room to judge her. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can judge her. She's yeah. a little bitch. We can judge her anytime we want to. <sighs> Sorry, my, my book accidentally closed. I'm trying to find the damn page. Where the fuck is it? Oh, here we go. Okay, great. <laughs> Leave that in. Let y'all peek behind the curtain. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So then we get this panel of Luna and Diana. And Diana's crying. And she's like, I want to go too. And Luna's like pawing, waving her away. And she's like, maybe next time. There are a lot of cars on the main roads. And I don't want you getting hurt. Bitch, I've traveled through time. I'm fine. Like, if anything, you shouldn't be going. Because if you die, I don't exist. So... So, who should be going out? (laughs) Not you, bitch. Anyway, then, uh, so Luna's on on the prowl on the town. She's looking for some good cat dick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (sighs) I think my fever's setting in, (laughs) y'all. It's the vaccine. It's the vaccine. Anyway, so we see this panel of her going around Jubon. There's some school kids coming up to her, but she's thinking, the thing is, there's a reason I don't go to Art's place. When have you ever called him Art? Yeah. I don't know that I approve of that. Mm-mm. Not no. for Luna. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. But she says, and it's the giant street that I have to cross to get there. So she's afraid. That's what it is. It's fear that's holding her back. Oh, that's such bullshit. <laughs> However, we're about to get to a reason that she doesn't like the street, and I'm like, okay, I guess kind of valid. So she's like, this is where I met those brats, the ones that stuck a couple of band-aids on my crescent mark uh, Um, way back when. I super do not want to relive that. And she's talking about like when we first met Luna, and Usagi took the band-aids off of her that the kids were putting on her. And she's like, this little panel of her being like, sob, sob. And uh, I guess this is a flashback panel. Is this a flashback or is this happening again? <gasps> oh, Luna. Yep, I think it's happening again because they're like, mm. we see these three little school kids and they're like, a black cat. It's so cute. I want to hold it. And Luna's like, oh no. So she jumps up on one uh, on a nearby wall and they're like, hey. And she's like, I won't let you. She's thinking, I won't let you catch me that easily. This is why I didn't want to cross the street. So yeah, it is happening again. I guess that is traumatizing. That's fair. That's fair. But does that mean though, because Artemis has to do the same in reverse, doesn't he? So right, you're not worried yeah. about it happening. So, anyway, sorry, maybe I'm just looking <sighs> to bash her. <laughs> I mean, that is our brand here on this podcast, so I don't blame you at all. Exactly. So one of the kids grabs Luna's tail, and they're like, gotcha! Oh, no. And they pull Luna back, and one of them's like, look, look, how weird, it has a crescent moon bald spot. Yeah, it does, that's so funny. Let's have a little fun with it. Anybody got any band-aids? Oh, God, not again. It's like, wow, why is your go-to to to put band-aids on a cat? That's really niche. (laughs) But okay, pop off, sis. 
Um, and they're like, oh, I have some. They came with my Nakayosi? Sure. Don't know what that is. I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> what is it? What's it spelled? What's it spelled? Not- How's it spelled? Oh, N-A-K-A-Y-O-S-I. Uh, Nakayosi. Oh, it's a monthly manga magazine. They could put band-aids up in there? Oh, they're for their paper cuts, honey. Oh, they're proactive. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> they're proactive. <laughs> Love it. Well, now you know. Educational podcast. What do we say? Mm-hmm. So Luna's thinking to herself, please, anything but that. If you put band-aids there, I'll lose my powers. And of course, we see this close-up uh, panel of them putting band-aids on our head. And to pour more salt in the wound, there's Sailor Moon band-aids. <laughs> So it's almost like Usagi's here in spirit. (laughs) Yeah. But Luna manages to rustle out of their hands and she's running down the street, still has the band-aids on her head, unfortunately, but she manages to escape. And they're like, oh, it got away. Darn it. And Luna is fucking discombobulated because she's on a busy ass street. She's wobbling. She says she can't use her powers. So she's just like a normal cat. So basically dumb, I guess is what she's trying to say. (laughs) I know what. Judith isn't dumb. Yeah, Judith would find her way back home. She would. Yeah, so. <laughs> this is my ever, favorite part. Ever let her out of the house? Well, yeah, valid. No, I don't want her getting band aids stuck on her head. <laughs> A valid concern, especially if you live, if uh, Crystal Tokyo really is a UK territory. You got to watch out. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. So this is my favorite part. Luna wobbles and accidentally wobbles into the street and she says, I can't go on. (laughs) I know that's not supposed to be funny. (laughs) I'm imagining this fucking cat band-aids on its forehead and it can't use its quote magical sense of direction it's like i can't go on <laughs> i can't be a normal cat so <laughs> like, dramatic. oh my god and you call usagi a drama queen mm-hmm. okay luna so there's a car and it honks and then this random guy's like look out and luna's like <gasps> and we see this panel of her with the band-aids on her right as this car is screeching at t- its tires trying not to hit her you can hit her it's fine <laughs> <laughs> not me condoning cat harm <coughs> sorry it's not real. i'm just kidding this is a fictional property it's fine and then she's thinking oh just once before i died i wish i had gone to pick art up myself again with the art stop trying to make art happen honey <laughs> And she's like, what's this? What's that wonderful, sweet smell? Am I in heaven? I think I'm getting hungry. And then next thing you know, because it like fades out to white while she's thinking these horrible thoughts. She thinks she's dead. And uh, her stomach grumbles. And she opens her eyes and sees the man from the cover. Go figure. And he, he says, oh, you opened your eyes. I heard your stomach growling, little black kitty. Do you want some conpeto? What the fuck is that? <laughs> Uh, it's a Japanese sugar candy. Oh, delicious. Okay, sis. Sugar daddy over here. (laughs) Hell yeah. So then we get this picture of Luna with band-aids on her forehead. And she's got her little paw bandaged up. So I guess she did get a little hurt. Yeah, it is cute. And she's got these little plate of star candies. Oh my god, so cute. Yeah. And she's like, me? I'm alive? Did he save me? And he's like, I'm glad that car didn't hit you. You just scraped your your paw a little. That's all. And he's like, but that's a weird place to have a band-aid. Are you hurt? Let's see. And he rips the band-aid off. And she 
she's like, <laughs> instantly. But he takes it off and her paws go up to her little forehead. Super cute. And he's like, would you look at that? You have such a beautiful crescent moon bald patch. Uh-oh, not, not calling her bald. And he's like, did it hurt when I ripped the, the band-aids off? Sorry about that. Ha ha. <laughs> I just picture him dry as fuck for some reason. Ha ha. <laughs> Or Speed Racer, like, ha-ha! Uh, anyway. So, <laughs> Luna's thinking, he seems so nice. I wonder who he is. And where in the world am I? And someone bursts through the door, this random guy with glasses. And he's like, hey, uh, Azura. Is that how you say it? I wrote it down. Azura. That's it. Yep. And he's like, he may's back. And the guy that saved Luna's like, really? And then instantly, he's hurt. It looks like he's, like, struck with one of Hataru's fits. That's kind of what it look- uh-huh. reminds me of. Mm-hmm he's like and luna's like and then here comes uh this hime girl that uh the random guy was warning him about and here she is she's fucking adorable and she's got like this cute long coat on it looks like she has a little necklace on she's got long black hair uh, she just, she's really cute. She's really, really cute. Mm. And she says, health and strength first, spaceman. You're looking as pale as ever, Kakaroo. So this is Kakaroo. Love mm. him. And he's struggling. He's like, Ugh, you know, I'm just a lowly member of the ground crew, Hime. And uh, then she gets swarmed because apparently all of the sudden they're like around a shit ton of people. Yeah. And all these guys are like, it's so good to see you, Hime. You were a finalist for the Christmas Eve Lunar Flight crew, right? How did that go? Still waiting to find out. I'll know in a week. So she's the star, pun intended. Yeah. Mm. And then uh, this cute panel of her winking with her little book in her hand. Adorable. And she says, um, I'm assuming she's talking to Kakaru. Mm. She says, you're about the only person I know who would apply for the Kennedy Space Center post just so you can be an astronaut. Well, I want to be as close as I can to the Apollo 11's launch platform. That's the first mission that took mankind to the moon. And uh, then Kakaru says, and he's got this awesome like space background behind him with like mm-hmm. a space, like a rocket and like the stars and the moon and the earth looks really cool. This is probably why you like Luna's little moon crescent. Exactly. Yeah. We love, we love tie-ins. It's great. And he says, if you, kn- uh, if I know you, he may, you'll make that crew. No question. You will you will be the payload specialist on the space plan for the Lunar Frontier project. And at age 22, we're about to see the birth of the youngest female astronaut in history. And Luna's like, astronaut? And uh, she's like, you got that right. I will be an astronaut. You can bet on it. And she looks so cute in her little lab coat. We finally get her full outfit in her little mm-hmm. lab coat. Uh, and her hair, it looks like her hair is tied with like a, um, a long ribbon. Yeah, low ponytail. Low Gorgeous. ponytail. little uh, pleated skirt yes and a little heart where she's winking absolutely adorable she says i know i'm fit enough i'm strong enough and i'm gutsy enough we stand strong women bet she barbara doesn't have a chance honey (laughs) (coughs) so then uh some of the guys are talking because that's what guys do run their fucking mouth and uh (laughs) they say (laughs) As usual, our Princess Himeko... Ne- uh, shit, I wrote down how to say this. Princess Himeko uh, Nayotake. Nayotake mm. is her name. Is really more of a samurai. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, if anything, that long friend of... That long friend of hers... <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Kakaru's loaded. <laughs> <laughs> Ha 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 ha!
a loaded astronaut. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> well, he did say payload. I'm just saying. He did. <laughs> He's packing, packing some heat. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that longtime friend of hers is what yeah, it actually better. says. <laughs> Prof- professor Kakaru Azora. Azora. So he's a professor, honey. Okay. I know. Hi. Hello. Oh, but they say he's more like the princess. Ooh, and they're laughing oh. at him. Ah, oh, rude. Oh, dare you. That's fucking rude. And he hears them talking about him. And they say, I hear he discovered another comet. That's the professor. And <gasps> guess what he named it? He calls his comet Princess Snow. Kagua. Oh. And he's like, I saw the interview on TV. He said he thought of the name because it looked like the comet had come from the moon. Oh. And there's this little panel of a reporter of a reporter and Kakaru. And uh <clears throat> then it, you know, goes back to normal. And it's like he's less of a professor and more of a space geek. <laughs> what a dreamer. And <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I know. Like, shut the fuck up. Have you been to space? No. Are you overseeing someone going to space? Go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Whatever. But Luna's in the corner just listening to this, taking all of this info in, because, you know, this is the guy who saved her. Mm. And uh, But we cut to uh, Hime, and she's thinking, come on, Kakaru, I know you can hear them. Be a man <laughs> and tell them off? Oh, mm. Hime, that's not the move, sis. No. Not be a man. I don't like that. No. I don't. But anyway, but she says, you weren't like this when we were little. So they've known each other for quite a while. And we get flashback, young Kakaru. And we see Kakaru with like this little model rocket ship. So cute. And it says, this is this is boy genius Kakaru Azora, who at the tender age of 12 has already succeeded in launching a 300 millimeter long pencil rocket. Mm-hmm. So he was already gifted at this shit. Yeah. And it says, at a record young age, he earned doctorates from American universities in aerospace engineering, chemistry, physics, biology, and medicine. No one has ever had such perfect credentials. Kakaru was set to be the first member of the Young Astronauts Club to become a real astronaut but when they made the selection for the space plane crew he didn't make the cut everyone was shocked we all thought Kakru was a shoe-in but what surprised me even more is that he gave up he never tried to join another space crew so he was basically a space prodigy yeah record-breaking young age getting fucking doctorates bitch but yeah y'all are gonna have like he's not worth shit yeah okay sounds right but he may's like uh why she wants to know why he he didn't fight for himself yeah so then uh it looks like the boss man we're gonna go with the boss man says azora emergency board meeting they want you there too and cocker's like huh and then uh there's this uh, panel of luna and she's like azora Oh, it says Azora means cosmos or space. Aww, cute. So what does Luna do? She follows him. She follows him to the board meeting, and she's thinking, uh, that does sound like an astronaut's name. So not only was he gifted at this, he, his name literally means Cosmos. Yeah. So so Luna follows him, and we see this panel of the National Space Development Agency, and Luna walks up to the window, and she peers into the window, and she's eavesdropping on this board meeting, honey. If there's <laughs> one thing we know, Luna loves to gather information, but not relay it. <laughs> yeah. True. That's her vibe. So we're in the board meeting, and someone says, this is 
still highly classified information, but as you know, a few days ago, a comet appeared out of nowhere and was discovered by a member of NSDA's staff, our very own doctor of engineering, Kakaru Azora, and you're not going to believe this, but we've recently determined that this comet, Princess No Kagua, so his comet, yeah. is on a collision course with Earth. <gasps> oh, <Uh-oh>. no. <clears throat> and Luna's like, what? And this uh, board member goes on to say it's me its diameter is 10 kilometers and i don't know what that conversion is but sounds pretty big (laughs) (laughs) and he says that's just as big as the asteroid that wiped out the dinosaurs and it's headed right for us well there you go that's the scale so this is a big fucking deal yeah (laughs) it's not looking great so he says governments are holding emergency meetings all over the world something has to be done about this and luna's like (gasps) this is serious so she fucking jets the fuck out of there so it's like that's the one good thing luna's done is fucking go relay some goddamn information and she heads straight to the crown game center and she tells the the inners she tells the girls and usagi's like a comet is going to hit the earth and minako says wait you don't mean the comet sets in and michiru mentioned at the party because as we know michiru saw the comet in the mirror so she saw the warning And Ami says, a collision with a 10-kilometer diameter class celestial body? That only happens once every 100 million years. How can it be happening now? It's like, do y'all think anything in your lives are coincidence? No. (laughs) Not at this point. (laughs) (laughs) So then we cut to, uh, which looks like, uh, this looks exactly like Tenozu Tower on the Triangle Isles. Oh, it does. Completely. Because we're cutting to Haruka, Michiru, and Setsuna. And uh, they're on the phone with Haruka and Haruka says the comet is headed for Earth Luna Luna is on the phone with Haruka (laughs) (laughs) love it with her injured paw she said I can still dial bitch Uh, she said luna says i calculated its trajectory it's changed its path since its discovery we're definitely a collision course Uh oh and then there's this image of haruka on the phone she says all right and setsuna's on the couch looking fucking worried michiru is across the room she's looking in the mirror and the only thing that she keeps seeing in the mirror is the comet Mm. and michiru says the comet's light is going dim and so it dims in the mirror and then it's gone disappears and she says, and now I can't even, I can't see it. And uh, she, I, yeah, I guess she's saying this to the girls. She says, don't worry. It looks like the comet has died out. <laughs> well, thanks, Michiru. You know, crisis averted. It, it's over. Oh, okay. We're at the end of the chapter. That was great. <laughs> if only, right? She's like, don't worry. It's it's dead. It, it's not a big deal. And uh, it looks like Artemis. Yeah, it looks like Artemis is telling the inners, the comet is gone. It just died. <laughs> It's like, that's a wrap. See you next week. <laughs> it's it's that easy, right? So then Maka's like, oh, what a relief. And Usagi's like, I guess it burned out. And Luna's there and she's just like, whew, oh, Christ, Sparta, thank God. So she looks at her bandage and she starts thinking about Kakaru because I guess why the fuck not? Yeah. So she goes back to the National Space Development Agency where she saw Kakaru and the board, the board, I guess, is meeting again, we'll say. Sure. Yeah. And they're like, I can't believe Princess Snow Kaguya just disappeared like that. And Luna's peering into the window. As someone says, seriously, talk, talk about a surprise. The official report is that it got too close to the sun too fast and burned out. It happens all the time. I'm glad we didn't turn it into a big deal. Mm. And then <laughs> it looks like Luna has a fucking pamphlet in her goddamn hand all of a sudden. <laughs> 
Is that a bulging wallet? What the fuck is that? I don't know. Is it's her bandage the, um, coming undone? It's the Pop-Tart. <gasps> it's the Pop-Tart! Or maybe she's there to return the bandage. Oh, yeah, like she's wrapped it up. Oh, cute. Okay. That is, that. that is pretty cute, yeah. That's very considerate. Mm. Um, for so once. then, co- for once, right? Also, have you apologized to Artemis yet? <laughs> It <laughs> <laughs> wasn't this like a, a mission to like treat Artemis better, but okay. Well, Sp- spend it with this space man. That's fine. And then it looks like Kakaru says, but we didn't see a meteor shower. It doesn't make sense. If it burned up, we should have seen a meteor stream. Oh. And Luna, yeah. And Luna's thinking, oh, good. There's a, Zor- a Zora. And uh, another board member says, yeah, it's a shame you didn't get to see the dying remains of your beloved princess, a eh, Kakaru. Shut the fuck up. Why are y'all ragging on him so hard? Oh no, I don't like, get Jesus it. Christ. So <laughs> Luna wedges the window open with the bandage. She puts the bandage in between the window and she's like, I'll just leave this hanker- his handkerchief here and be on my way. But of course, they hear a cat and probably see a cat opening a goddamn window. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> handing a bandage bag. I mean, just everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> normal Juvon stuff. And uh, one of the board members is like, it's a cat. There's a black cat over by the window. And Kakaru's like, oh. And uh, what happens next? Oh yeah, so he goes over to the window and he's like, a cat? And Luna's like, oh shit, they spotted me. So instead Uh. of leaving the handkerchief, she grabs the handkerchief back, puts it in her mouth, and pounces off somewhere else. Like a goddamn idiot. (laughs) It's like, you should have just left the fucking handkerchief there. You're making more work for yourself, but okay. But Kakaru opens up the window and he's like, she's here to see me. And he's like, here, kitty, you came back. So he beckons her over and there's Luna with the fucking bandage in her mouth. And they separate themselves. They're like, let's go somewhere a little more comfortable. Let's go to Laboratory A. <laughs> let's discuss this. <laughs> like, like I, I don't know. It's just a weird vibe. And maybe it's because I know the movie. Because have, have you seen the movie? No. Well, let me tell you. The movie is very horny. I mean, very. Oh. Like, awesome. Luna wants to pounce on this man. Oh, no. It's a little weird. So I'm glad that it's not as H-word here. But in the movie, oh. she's like, I love him. And it's it's weird. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I love the movie, but it's, it's it's very it's very me when I saw that blonde Buzz David in the lobby of Dead by Daylight. Oh God, it's okay. very that. <laughs> wow. So anyway, he's pouring himself some coffee, and he's like, "Burned burned herself out, eh? What a pity." Talking about the comet, and he's like, "I'm impressed. I see your owner raised you with very good manners. I've never seen such a refined oh, lady God. before." Okay, you two, calm it <laughs> down. I, I'm gonna separate you two with a fucking yardstick. I don't know yeah, about I, this. I definitely don't know about this. <laughs> but he says, "Thank you." Will who? Oh, Competo. That's the star candies. Uh, be satisfied companion to your milk oh he made her a saucer of milk that's nice Mm -hmm. and she's thinking what a gentleman nobody's ever treated me like this before either (laughs) i'm not helping it am i (laughs) (laughs) i'm making it worse and on purpose so he says what's your name and she says lou and then she shuts her mouth clamps her paw her mouth she's like oh thinking that was close i'm not supposed to talk to him and so (laughs) then instead of you know you think he would be a little uh apprehensive to hearing lou come out of a cat's mouth but he doesn't give a shit (laughs) and so he starts to try to guess her name (laughs) 
And he's like, Kuro, Mike, Tama. Oh, see, I read that as Mike. I was like, what? <laughs> Mike. Mike the Mike the horny cat. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what I Luna is. <laughs> I didn't see the little inflection over the ears. I just saw Mike. <laughs> Mike the horny cat. We love it. Uh, so she's like, meow, meow, shaking her head. No, not even close, she's thinking. And he's like, huh, guess not. So he thinks on it. He looks at her. He stares at her. She gets a heart above her head because she's Mike the horny cat. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he's like, hmm, I know, you have that crescent-shaped bald patch, so Moon? Is that your name? And she's thinking, ugh, so close, you almost have it. And then she's, I guess she's suddenly, while he's guessing her name, she's just nosy as fuck. So she starts looking around his uh, room, and she's like, uh, I don't suppose there's anything around here that I could give him a hint. So she spots a, um, a space book, and she's like, this is gonna be perfect. And it's like a lunar rover. Perfect. (laughs) So it's a picture of a lunar rover and uh, in the space book. And she's like, meow, meow. And she's tapping the book. And he comes over and he's like, huh? What is it? And he's like, the lunar rover. Lunar. Luna. Is that your name? Okay, Luna. I mean, that's not weird. he snaps his fingers. Yeah, we need to pause on this because this implies that he's okay knowing that this cat knows how to read English. And also understand what he's trying to do. Exactly. (laughs) That doesn't strike him as odd at all. (laughs) That's Mm. fucking weird. (sighs) Kick Mike the horny cat out of this chapter. Get out of (laughs) here. But he's just like, "Ah, got it. So he's like, Luna, that's the name of the space plane too. In the next planned space flight. It's a good name. Well, that's fucking convenient. (laughs) So he says, my name is Kakaru Azora. Nice to meet you, Luna. And he pets her little head and she's winking. And she's like, ah, thinking to herself, this is amazing. I can actually communicate with him. Really? Because you're meowing. communicate with others literally everyone in your life literally everyone not to Mm. mention a cat who can also communicate the same way that you do yeah but you know fuck him right (laughs) oh oh, it's because she's getting look she's getting a little crescent ball spot striped so she's (laughs) oh god i was about to say something really fucking inappropriate (laughs) and i can't say it on this podcast it's too far I'll have to tell you after. I was going to say, I'm probably thinking it. <laughs> Shit. Okay, moving on. So then Luna's, uh, she spots something. And she's like, <gasps> and she sees a crystal in like a Petri dish oh. that he's that he's put in a Petri dish. Could he be the guy who took, who catched the shard? Oh, surely not. Who knows? You know what? <laughs> but it's not a shard anymore. It looks like it's like grown almost. Mm. And Luna's thinking, a crystal? It's shaped like the mystical silver crystal. And he spots her looking at it and he picks it up. She jumps on his shoulder because, you know, what else would she do? As he's petting her and he's like, isn't it beautiful? I found it the night I discovered the comet. And that comet and this crystal both looked just like they had fallen from the moon. I wonder if it belongs belonged to Princess Kaguya. And Luna's just taking this in. Both of them should think that the other person is fucking crazy. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> Both of them should be really put off, but they're not. (laughs) 
he says, I really do believe that Princess Kaguya lives up there on the moon. Is that, and, uh, wait, who says that? Oh, then we hear a voice that says, is that why you named your comet Princess Snow Kaguya? And it's Hime, the girl who told him to be a man. Um, mm. you know, super casual. And he's like, Hime! And she does look cute, but whatever. Luna's thinking, oh, that's his childhood friend, Himeko. And, uh, <laughs> Hime just, like, is winking. She's looking at him. She's got all these stars around her that look really cute. And she says, you know, it's all all that fairy tale talk of yours that has everyone calling you space geek behind your back. And you and you almost 30 and you almost 30 years old. That's a typo. I should say, and you're almost 30 years old. Mm. I got you cut on, bitch. Hire me to edit. Anyway. Uh <laughs> So then, uh, first of all, don't shame him. Uh, I'm almost 30 years old, and I, I'm reading Sailor Moon on a podcast. Honey, we all have yeah, different paths. I'm like, you know, <laughs> tw- 25, so. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Lie to me some more. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you learned from Luna. <laughs> I did. Uh, so here comes their boss and he's like Kakaru Hime the meeting's starting and I love this uh Hime doesn't say two words to him turns around she's out the door she said peace out bitch she said fuck your cat I'm out of here and he's like Hime and then he struck again in his chest with a painful flash and he slumps to the ground on his knees and Luna's like Azora and she's like meow Because what else is she going to say? And she bounds over to him and he like starts petting her, even though he's in pain. And he's like, I'm okay, Luna. It's just a dizzy spell. Happens all the time. And then uh, I guess he has one of his star candies nearby. And he says, the ribbon on this star candy bag, because I don't feel like saying that name for a third time. (laughs) It's a crescent moon color. I bet it would look good on you. So it's yellow. It's a yellow ribbon. And he takes it off of the candy bag and ties it around Luna's neck, which is cute. But again, both of you should think this is weird. Yeah. This is not a normal thing. <laughs> so he ties it in a little bow around her neck and he says, Come see me again sometime, Luna, and taps her head. Okay. Okay. Y'all need to calm down again. I- I'm getting weird bestiality. Mm mm. <laughs> well, I, w- I wouldn't until you mentioned what the anime was like. And see, maybe I'm just biased from that. <laughs> yeah. Because I was going to say, I, would get, I wouldn't get that at all. I just, oh, cute. But since you told me what the anime is like, I'm like, oh. Yeah. Sorry to ruin it. Uh, but uh, Kakaru leaves, and uh, for further evidence of this, Luna is blushing. She's swooning. She's seeing the anime shinies around her. She's just she's even got blush lines on her goddamn face, and she's a goddamn cat. Yeah, uh, I can't. So we cut to the Sakino household, and let me just flip ahead. How close are we to the stopping point that I had picked out? Uh oh, shit! Really, 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 really? Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we still have a lot. (laughs) Fuck. Okay, that's fine. So we cut to the Sakino household. And uh, again, fashion, new budging fashion queen Usagi Tsukino, the Carrie Bradshaw of goddamn Juban here. (laughs) 
<laughs> in this fucking fashion. Yeah. I mean, she, I, I can't even describe it to you without going overboard, but it's like this floral looking, like ink blot looking top with, paired with a skirt and just looks fucking cute as she's drinking some tea. Yeah. I mean, adorable. And she says, you say lately Luna's been acting strange? And it's Diana. <laughs> Diana's ratting Luna out and I stand. <laughs> oh, I love it. Diana says, I talk to her, but it's like she's not even there. And she goes off somewhere all by herself every day, abandoning abandoning your child. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the move. Okay. Yeah, and what you... about art? I mean, <laughs> not art. <laughs> that's the theme of this fucking chapter. What about art? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but is this Chibiusa or is this Diana still? It's Diana still. Okay. She says, not this chapter making you tired, sane. (laughs) My eyes are watering. I'm so tired. I know. It's weird. It's a long, fucking long chapter. Anyway. Oh, it's not the chapter. It's just, it's the day. But anyway. Valid. It has been a long day. Mm. Anyway. So Diana says, and lately she only eats star candies. So then we cut, we cut to this panel of Luna. She does look very doped up on sugar. (laughs) And she's just staring at a bowl of fucking star candies. She's crunching it. She is crunching. Crunch, crunch. Mm -hmm. But she's on a daze while she's eating it. She is. She is just lovesick over cockaroo. And uh, who is this? I don't even know who this is. Is that Ami or Ray? I don't. It could be either. To be fair, yeah. But, mm, I, I'm saying Ami because of the glasses. I'll take it. So Ami says, "Luna, she comes over every so often to look at my books." So, oh yeah, this is definitely her because she says, "Come on, Usagi, yeah. let's study." Oh yeah. And then we see Luna reading a book that says, "The Tale of the Bamboo Cutter." What? Yep, that's what it says. Classic Japan fairy tale, I guess. Okay. And she's like, I see. So Princess Kaguya is a princess from the moon and went back to where she came from. A Japanese classic. Oh, oh yeah, it is. It's a thing. Is it? Yeah. The tale Cute. of the bamboo cutter and other fantastic stories. <gasps> oh, I love it. I love a little bit of myth and lore that Naoko drives into the stories. It's the yeah. best part. Nice. <sighs> so then we cut to Minako. <gasps> it is. It's the, tells the story of Prince, Princess Kaguya. Hell yeah. The princess was first discovered by a bamboo cutter who split <gasps> open a stalk one day to find her asleep inside. Cute. Oh. Go ahead, Naoko. Naoko said, lore, but make it Sailor Moon. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. So we cut to Minako, and she's like, come to think of it, I did see a cat prowling around the neighborhood who kind of looked like Luna. So everyone's just like wondering what's going on with Luna. What's wrong with yeah. Luna? When they should be like, what about art? <laughs> what about art? Exactly. <clears throat> so she says, I'm home to Artemis. And Artemis is just, you know, looking pissed. And Munich says, Oh, Artemis, you've been abandoned again, huh? Mina, <laughs> <laughs> ah! don't rub it in. No. And <laughs> Artemis grits his teeth and he's like, Well, she sure isn't coming to see me. So where is she going? Something's up. Oh, he's not impressed. No, and I don't fucking blame him. I we don't. have our future kitten together. Yeah, right. <laughs> It should you want be to erase like, her existence? It should be a cacahoo, not cacaroo. <laughs> cacahoo gives a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, 
so Artemis flashes back to when he saw Luna with the ribbon around her neck, not impressed. Because he's like, where'd you get that ribbon? And she's like, oh, you know. It's like, uh, that's not going to fucking cut it. I know. Luna, your trifling ass is uh, asking uh, for it. Like, is she in heat or something? She needs to calm the fuck down. Mm. Anyway, so we cut back to the National Space Development Agency, uh, where Kakaru has noticed that the crystal is growing out of its Petri dish. It's getting larger. Oh. And he's like, unbelievable. And he's thinking, I can't be sure, but if this crystal came from the comet's nu- nucleus, then it would answer all our questions about the origin <laughs> of the solar system. I oh. wish we could have sent a sample, a sample return mission to the comet before it disappeared. And here's Luna. Luna, of course, Luna the stalker. She's crunching on her star candies <clears throat> as she's watching him. And uh, she watches him until the point where he passes out because he's working so hard that he ends up falling asleep at his desk. And <laughs> <laughs> Luna comes over and she's like, hee hee. And then she, she, I guess, takes the blanket off of the bed and yeah. scurries it all across the room so she can cover him up in the blanket yeah. to tuck it him looks, in, quote unquote. It, I know, but it looks like she's like massaging his back. It does. I'm telling you, it's, it's H-word as fuck. It's creepy. I wouldn't have thought this was creepy at all. You've ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. It's fine. It's more fun this way. I know, right? <laughs> just shitting on Luna for an hour and a half. Um, so then we cut to Juban at night. The city is a, the city is alive, but also asleep. Okay. And Luna's walking home to the Sakino household. And who just got done with a cute little date? But Usagi and oh. Mamaru. I love it. I love it. Look at Usaga's little winter coat. She looks so I know. Oh my god. Because they're right outside of the Sakino household. And Usagi's like, Mamo, thank you for walking me home. And he's like, see you later. And they lean in and they kiss. And I'm sorry. I fucking love Mamaru and Usagi. They're so fucking mm. cute. And every time they do little shit like this, like date night, I'm like, I can't help but fucking ship it. Put me on I the know. fucking ship and drive me into the fucking core of the earth mm-hmm. oh yeah i'm with you i'm with you i this is the third chapter in a row that we've i know are we are we back on mamo <laughs> ss mamaru over here <laughs> yeah, we're mamaru. <laughs> ss mamaru more like ss mama you oh. <laughs> i'm on board i'm on board with it it's fine i know don't throw down the anchor full speed ahead honey <laughs> Just a casual Mamaru simping session. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) just let me get that anchor there. (laughs) I got you with the anchor, huh? Mm So Luna sees them kiss and she immediately starts being. She's like, oh, so that's what you do to, with the one you love. She's like, oh, let me let me store this for later. <laughs> yeah. Oof. And we cut to Usagi's room and we get the cute little Usagi's room sign that we haven't seen in a, quite a while. So love to see it here. Uh, Usagi's getting ready for bre- bed. She's uh, not bread. <laughs> I love it if she had a loaf of fresh bread in the bathroom. <laughs> Just her nighttime bread. Just a casual French loaf, honey. <laughs> and she's just spreading butter on it in the mirror. <laughs> oh. She's like, time for bread. And she breaks out a baguette. <laughs> 
goodness. I don't know. We're losing. We're tired. We're tired. <laughs> it's this long ass chapter. I blame it. Okay. So she's brushing out her hair for bed. And she's like, ah, oh, that was nice. And it smelled good too. Oh, she took a shower. She showered. Uh. <laughs> the bread loaf was baking while she showered. Mm. She's like, oh, warm wheat bread. I love it. Um, So <laughs> she goes back into the bedroom and she notices that Luna just slyly slid in, honey. She slid in through the window and said, oh, I'm not out gallivanting around town with my human boyfriend. Mm. And Usagi's like, oh, Luna, you're back. You want to take a bath too? It's a yuzu bath tonight. Ooh, nice. And uh, Luna's like, I'll pass. Citrus makes me itchy. I would love a citrus bath. That sounds amazing. amazing. I have a um, a yuzu uh, sleeping mask that I use. Do you uh, really? Yeah, it's um, Korean skincare, darling. Um, and it's it just smells so, <laughs> it just smells so citrusy but creamy and gorgeous. Oh, it's mm-hmm. lovely. Love. Keeps uh, me looking so, 20, 25. Hell, well, you are 25, so. Exactly. It's doing its job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, uh, Luna is hit with a smell and she's like, oh, that's a nice smell, but it's not yuzu. What is is it? And uh, Usagi, oh, so fucking cute. Um, she breaks out a little bag and she's like, it's potpourri. I had it in my drawer, so now my pajamas smell nice too. Um. And then she models her little pajamas and I... <sighs> fucking usagi in this chapter like i'm yeah, all over went. usagi because it's a checkered pattern top but this is what i love about it you're not supposed to mix patterns right mm-hmm. but it's got a pocket on it that's like uh horizontal stripes even though it's already a checkered like pajama top mm-hmm. and then the like the um the cuffs are that same uh horizontal stripe juxtaposed to the juxtaposed why can't i say that <laughs> word <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Juxtaposed. There we go. Uh, with the checker <laughs> pattern. I love it. Her collar is, you know, the different uh, stripes. And then her pajama bottoms are just the full vertical stripes. Mm. I stand. I love it. And there's cute little sunflowers around her. And she's like, see, look, Mama and Chibi used to have these PJs too. We match. Cute, right? Do you know, I'm <sighs> vibing with this because um, ever since I was little, my mum always used to keep um, like fragrant um, soaps in our underwear and pajama drawers really and i carried that tradition on so i do it so every time you get your <gasps> underwear out or your pajamas out they they the drawer kind of smells scented like the soap that was in there and i still do that <gasps> you're so usagi i can't get over it <laughs> i know <laughs> my god i love yeah, it highly, re- highly recommend it it's lovely i'll have to get me a bar too that sounds amazing yeah. mm. oh and she's got her cute little bunny slippers on can't forget the bunny slippers oh and luna's like um usagi when you're alone with mamo what do you usually talk about oh god oh, here we go god. oh god here we go and luna's like has one eye out so she's keeping an eye out on usagi's reaction and Usagi's like huh she's like uh mamo never talks he's always busy reading his smart people books i have to do all the talking myself i'm sorry i'm calling bullshit on that (laughs) i don't believe that for a damn second he's obsessed with her there's no way oh exactly it's not like he's there like oh go away is it he's right so she and then she says and then he passes out on the couch but luna's like laughing and she's like that sounds a lot like kakaru how many nights are you going to his fucking place luna yeah to know what that. About, what about art? I'm telling you, what about art? It's the theme. <clears throat> 
So uh, then Usagi smiles and she says, but I think the fact that he's so laid back means he can relax and be himself around me. True. And Luna blushes again and she's like, really? Is that what it means? She's thinking this. She doesn't say it out loud. Yeah. So then Usagi says, and he looks like a little boy when he's asleep. It's just adorable. And uh, Luna says, I know that feeling. It's the cutest, right? Oh, God. Oh, Luna. <clears throat> and Usagi says, wait, who are you talking about, Luna? And Luna's <gasps> like, ugh. And Usagi's like, are you talking about Artemis? <laughs> <laughs> and she and Luna's like, what? what does it matter anyway? So she denied it. So mm-hmm. hashtag what about art? Get it trending on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. And- it's trending. <laughs> Number one worldwide, and it was like he's like, because <laughs> she's he's teasing her a little bit. Uh, but you wouldn't be if you knew the subject of her love. Uh, oh, yeah. So Luna says, "So Usagi, what what does a kiss taste like?" <laughs> oh my God, Luna. I, I told you she's H word. <laughs> And then there's this cut, this cutaway panel to when she saw Mamoru and Usagi kiss. Oh god! And Usagi's like, "What the fuck?" And I love that. Like, uh, speaking of art, the pop art way that Usagi is drawn in that top left panel, absolutely adore it. Look how thick the lines are too. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, it is. It's gorgeous. But Usagi starts to blush, and uh, she's like, "Um, oh, stop. Uh, kind of sweet, I guess, or whatever." <laughs> she's, she's, you know. She's She's a little, uh, little nervous, a little blushing. And uh, <laughs> Luna's like, sweet. And she cuddles up against the bag of potpourri. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And Usagi's just like, what the fuck's going on with Luna? I know. Yeah. And then we cut to, you guessed it, back to Kakaru. <sighs> And she's thinking, Luna's thinking, because of course Luna came over. She's thinking back to when uh, Usagi said, a kiss tastes sweet. So she's like, it tastes sweet. So maybe like the star candies? Oh, Luna. I know. She's a cat. She's used to licking her backside. Like, oh. I know. It's like, ugh, it's ridiculous. So uh, obviously he let her in because he she's in his room oh. eating the star candies off of a plate while he works. Oh yeah, he's like, I'm gonna leave the door open. Oh, <gasps> Just like the uh, the Bruno Mars song, I'll leave the door mm-hmm. open, girl. Except she's a cat, not a girl. <laughs> uh, and then uh, he says, you're eating those things again? You're going to give yourself diabetes, cockaroo. Okay, so it's not <laughs> Luna. I was about to say, okay. um, she's a cat. Well, I guess cats can get diabetes, can't they? Mm. Anyway, so of course this is Hime, and Hime walks into the room, and uh, he's like, I, I like the star candies. It's like I'm eating pieces of stars. What's not to like? And she's like, it's 11 o'clock. You need to go, you need to finish up and go home, or you'll regret it tomorrow. And, uh, <laughs> I love that either she's saying, what are you talking about? She's questioning him. Mm. So they're they're at work, obviously. <clears throat> but it's like he sleeps at work anyway, so I guess it's not that weird that mm. it's super late, but whatever. So Luna's like, what? It's that late already? So once again, Luna's here at 11pm, not at her owner's house, just gallivanting across the goddamn city. Because she's that horny for this human. Yeah, we got I mean, she's it. at this point, isn't she? We can't deny it. <sighs> no, you can't. <clears throat> and I love this. Hime walks into the room and she picks up Luna <laughs> by the scruff of her neck and says, and you're bringing cats into your lab again? And I guess she's going to like go toss Luna out, but she trips on a book. <laughs> <laughs> 
She trips on a book. Cocker says, watch out. He gets struck with pain, this time in his uh, in his head. So like an instant migraine, probably. And he slumps to the floor as Hime and Luna drop to the floor because she tripped with Luna in her hands. But instantly, as soon as she's back on, you know, she's gained her footing a little bit. She's not worried about how she just fell with a cat in her goddamn arms. She's worried about Kakaru. Mm. So she's like, Kakaru, what's wrong? And he's like, nothing, just a little head rush. And he remind he's reminded me so much of Hataru. Like I cannot. Yeah, right. With like these little pain fits. Mm. Yeah. So you know what? I think it's really fitting that this is in the infinity volume. It makes sense yes, to me. Yes, completely. So Hime says, Are you sure you're taking care of yourself? And uh she says, uh, she's got Luna still in her arms, which I'm shocked, but it's like I'll I'll drown her in some bath water later. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get the Uzu. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, oh, she says if this keeps, <laughs> she says if this keeps up, you'll never be an astronaut, will you? And he says, so you'll have to see enough of space for both of us. Don't you have to get back to America? It's like, oh, and she just is stunned. She was too stunned to speak. And then, uh, then she says, then you don't know. You don't pay any attention to me at all, do you? And she turns on the TV. She clicks the remote, the nearby remote, because of course it's nearby, convenience, Sailor Moon, it's a thing. Yeah. And she turns on the TV and it says, and these four will be manning Luna space plane when it takes off on the 24th. So that's Christmas Eve, remember? Because they said something about Christmas Eve takeoff or whatever. Hmm. Um, and it's like, there will be, they will be heading for the moon base where, and uh, he's like, or she said, she smiles at him and she says, I didn't make the final cut. I'll have to go back to America and start all over again. Because she was supposed to be on that flight. She was. And, and uh, yeah. she says, you know what? The higher ups told me a woman is better off getting married <clears throat> absolute garbage what better off getting married she's already in the program what do you mean yeah she's like that makes no fucking sense let her go to space bitch hmm. <clears throat> but look <laughs> i love how supportive cockaroo is this instead of being outraged he just says you'll have plenty of other opportunities <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Kakaru. I know. Wow. Ugh. I'm questioning everybody's motives in this chapter, except for I am. poor sweet baby angel Usagi. Mom's okay. But everyone yeah. else, what the fuck? Poor artists. I don't know what. Art. Oh, poor Artie. Uh, so she's like, of course I will. And she says, I'm serious about this. I'm not get going to give up, implying that she's talking about his lazy ass. Yeah. And she says, just because, or right? Yeah, just because I didn't get chosen for one mission. I'm not like you. I would never forget my dream. Oh, so Ooh. she she's, so him being like, oh, you'll have plenty of opportunities. She's like, bitch, unlike you who has zero, so fuck you. <laughs> and so she starts to cry. She runs off and he yells after her. He's he may. And <laughs> look at Luna. She's like, meow, meow. And she's like, oh no, what did I do? <laughs> yeah, fucking home wrecker. <laughs> fucking home wrecking Luna over here. She wrecked her own house because, you know, Diana's getting the back to the future treatment. She's over a corner season <laughs> as she's fading away. She's like, oh shit, I'm turning into a half human, half cat because my fucking mom Luna wants to fuck a human. <laughs> She's like, I'm, I'm becoming the fucking stage musical cats because my mom can't get it to fucking gather over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then uh, Cockroach's head starts to hurt, but it's not as 
super painful as it usually is. And he just picks up Luna and he's like, are you hungry, Luna? Let's go home. It's like, this is not your cat, sir. This well, is I not guess, your cat. I guess at this point he thinks she is, so. <sighs> if I were Uzaki, I'd be gallivanting all over town wondering where the fuck my cat is. Oh, I would. If Judith were gone for like more than 10 minutes, I'd be like, right, I'm calling the police. <laughs> the FBI, the army. Yeah. Everybody. So uh, Luna just looks up at him and she's thinking, Azora. She's, you know, she she feels bad, but whatever. So then we cut to uh, outside of Juban. It's snowing. It's The snow is coming down in blankets around this time of year in Juban. And uh, not sure who's talking. Who is talking? Who is this? Oh, I guess it's Kakaru. Uh, he says, powder snow. This has been a cold year. And then we cut to inside his apartment. So I guess mm. this is showing us his apartment area. This cute little bridge area. It's really cute. I love the way she yeah. drew it. And he says, I think I had some milk in the fridge. And then he's hit with, as soon as he grabs the carton of milk, he's hit with another sting of pain. Poor guy. And he, you know, he falls on his knees. And Luna's like, Azora! And she comes meowing over and he's like I'm okay Luna my medicine and uh <laughs> she looks to the table and he has a shit ton of fucking pills he's running the fucking backup pharmacy bitch I know he's at a party look at her <laughs> I mean, so many pills. And Luna, even though she's a cat, horny for a human, she even says, wow, that's a lot of pills. Mm. (laughs) And so he starts scritching under her neck. And he's like, thanks, Luna. Oh, no, she brings him the medicine. Hopefully the right ones, but, you know. Again, this isn't weird to you. She can't read. She's a cat. And how does she know that he's in pain if she's a cat? Oh, yeah. Mm. I know. I know it. So anyway, he says, thanks, Luna. Grabs the medicine. He takes it. And, uh... Luna, as Luna is watching him take his medicine, she's thinking, oh, if only Mamo or Ami were here, they know, they would, they, they, oh my god, another typo, do you see this? Oh, they, they would know exactly what to do. Maybe she Kanan's- was kind of just flustered. They would know exactly what to do? Yeah. Sure, it's definitely not Kadansha being black on their editing team. Hire me. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> and she's like, I wonder what all that medicine is for. And this bitch, okay, so I just want to say his laid back back street boys outfit love it <clears throat> love the jeans love yeah. the uh the flannel shirt uh over top of another shirt underneath a white t-shirt love that moment yeah but he passes out on the couch as soon as he takes his medicine and luna is just chilling on the back of the couch just watching him sleep again this is weird this is a weird situation let's do something about mm-hmm. it so uh luna looks over and she sees what looks like the biggest telescope i've ever seen in my goddamn life <laughs> and she's she's just looking around and uh she sees um some which looks like pictures of saturn looking at saturn yeah. so another reason why this is the infinity oh, art definitely and luna sees a postcard which um it looks like it looks like the sun coming around the moon that's what it looks like to me because it's really mm, dark same but Luna says, that's pretty. It must maybe be a, the sunrise. A hint at the next chapter. Oh, maybe. So then Kakaru wakes up. And he's like, oh, Luna? Because of course she's there. He's like, did you keep watch by my side all night? Again, this isn't weird. This isn't your cat. But oh, my God, I can't get over this. Anyway, so she's just like, meow. As he's like <laughs> scratching her chin. He He's waking up. He picks her up and takes her over to the window. 
And uh, he's like, it stopped snowing. And now it's dawn. So she stayed there all fucking night long. Didn't tell Usagi. Didn't tell anybody where she fucking was. Diana's probably worried out of her goddamn mind. I'm just thinking about Diana. Me too. Where's my fucking mom? (laughs) (laughs) Is she dead in the goddamn street? But uh, instead of worrying about, you know, her friends wondering where she is, her daughter, her her, uh, future baby daddy wondering where she is, she's on this man's shoulder watching the sunrise over the bridge in Juban. You know, casual. Yeah. And Kaku's like, look, it's a beautiful earth morning. That's a weird thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) That's a weird way to say that. But he says, Luna, you won't believe what a sunrise looks like from space. It's even more beautiful than this. Much, much more. So he's been to space. Or maybe he's just researched it. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. He says, I wish I could show it to you, Luna. And she starts to <laughs> blush. Because, again, H word. And he, he just smiles at her and says, wouldn't it be nice if we could go see one together? <sighs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling the anim- I'm calling Peta, bitch. Um, just so you know, they're going to be barking on your door. So he starts to yawn, which I don't really know why, because he just woke up, but whatever. And he sniffs her and says, you smell awfully nice. Is it flowers? And she, she nuzzles into her and she blushes again. And he's like, oh, it's potpourri. Your owners? So he knows that she belongs to someone else, but he's yeah. just like, nah, you can, you can stick around. They're not worried. It's fine. See, and then a, this is... It's a pet hate of mine, pun intended. <laughs> like particularly with cats, you often find like cats will kind of go to where they're fed, and cats will often yeah. sort of go in and out of people's houses. And it's like, mm-hmm. don't feed that cat. You know it belongs to somebody else. You know if you start feeding it, it's going to get attached. Right. Like it's not your cat. <sighs> yeah, it's it's not great. It's not like, great. You paying its pet its pet bills, its vet bills. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. So anyway, he lays down in bed, because I guess, you know, he just fell asleep on the couch. He said, I'm getting some more Z's, bitch. That's me in the morning every time. (laughs) So I just don't like the way that he's, like, laying on the bed with his head propped up, looking at Luna. (laughs) It's a little, yeah. It's it's suggestive, and I don't like it. it. No, I don't. I'm not down with this. So he's got his head propped up. He's like adjusting Luna's bow. And he's like, you have such a calming effect. I just feel like we can really understand each other. And Luna's thinking, me too. I think so too. As he like falls asleep on the bed. And oh, oh <laughs> are, you, are you ready? Are you no, ready? I'm not. I'm not ready. Luna <laughs> tiptoes onto his chest. <laughs> And she leans down and she kisses him on the mouth. (sighs) Here's the thing. If you have cats and you kiss your cats, it's fine. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that that's weird. It's weird because Luna is humanly sentient. Yes. She has human emotions. And she, you know, she can interact like a human. She's basically a human mind in a cat body. And it's just weird when you think of it that way. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, and the intent behind it. Whatever. So Luna kisses him. Peter's pissed. (laughs) Maybe that's the title of this podcast. What about (laughs) art? Hashtag Peter's pissed. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Luna blushes and she just jolts out of the fucking apartment. She said, "I gotta go. I'm too hot and bothered. I'm f- my my cat snatches hotter than hell." <laughs> 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 she has cat snatch fever, honey. <laughs> what? 
Not cat snatch fever, Justin. Oh God. Anyway, Luna dashes out of there. And she's like, ah, who knew the world could be so beautiful? I I kissed him. I love him. Oh no. Uh, I can't with Luna. I will say this. She's drawn very cute, but that's where I draw the line. Yeah. <laughs> so then she's thinking back on him. We see this panel of her blushing, and she's like, cockaroo, as he's sleeping in bed. Ugh. <clears throat> Okay, how close are we now? Because we're almost at two hours. Oh, good lord. Sorry, like, sorry, listeners. I'm so sorry. I don't, th- I think it's uh, just a handful of pages. Okay, we're almost there. Because I, 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 I literally split it exactly down the middle. I can imagine if we'd like, so if it's like, the whole thing. Like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. All right, let's speed it up. Okay. Cocker wakes up in bed. And he's looking for Luna, because of course she's not there. And he's like, Luna, did she leave? And apparently it's cold, because he's thinking heater heater um and then he goes over and he sees the postcard that luna was looking at that looks like the moonrise or whatever mm-hmm. he picks it up and he's it's from uh himeko and it says kakaru how are you i saw this postcard and thought you'd like the picture so i decided to send it training is tough but i have to keep at it if i want to go to the moon talk to you later love himeko love. yeah and it zooms in on that and he's looking at the postcard and he's thinking and then he finally says i think i've saved up a lot of vacation days so he sees this postcard uh, from Himeko and he's like I gotta take some time off I gotta do some thinking do I love the girl my childhood friend that I've known all my life or do I want to fuck this cat (laughs) (laughs) I mean you have to ask he's like I gotta I gotta take some time to think about this (laughs) please don't Uh, I mean And you ever have this quandary? Um... <laughs> They're gonna fucking call him the Pita Pumper because he's just looking for a cat. <laughs> oh god! We thought um... Matoki was bad. Nope, it's Kakaru. Yeah. Anyway, so he calls and he's like, "Hello, NSDA," and so we know that that's where either oh. they work, she works, both of them work, whatever. So then it cuts to um, the work building. <clears throat> and, of course, Luna's traips in her ass there. I want to cut to the girls. What are they thinking is going on when Luna's disappearing at night and shit? But anyway. So Luna comes over to the work building. And she hears some people. She's eavesdropping again. <clears throat> and she's thinking, I wonder if Cocker is at work yet. She's obsessed, this fucking cat. So she overhears someone talking, and I guess she hears the phone call, as it's this guy on the phone with Kakaru, and he's like, hello, Azora? Taking two days off? Okay, I'll tell him. Where are you going? The Kennedy Space Center? And Luna's like, and... (laughs) (laughs) Did Luna get on this fucking flight? (laughs) Yes, she sat on the wing of the plane. of the plane yeah and then there's like a little arrow mm-hmm. pointing Luna's on the fucking wing of this plane this yeah. has gone way too fucking far now yeah this is too much yeah. this <laughs> what is about art 
next level. Oh my god! And Wynne was like, yeah. in the window! And her little bows, like, flying <clears throat> in the wind. Oh my god, this is way too far. So, then we cut to a kid on the plane, and they're like, look, mama, look! There's cat on the airplane wing! <laughs> and the mom's like, stop that, I don't want to hear any more nonsense out of you. And she's like, but it's true, it's a black cat! And we see that Cocker is on this flight. And this, I cannot believe it went to this length. <laughs> My God. Because <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not quite the same in the movie. Okay. Like, Luna's not this much of a goddamn stalker. <laughs> I know, right? Scary. But she's thinking about Kakaru, and the plane lands, and it's, we see this um, the at the at NASA. This is NASA now, and uh, it's the Kennedy Space Center sign, and it says when it's open and all that jazz. And Kakaru's got his luggage, and someone comes up to him and says, "Kakaru, fancy meeting you here." And it's some random guy, and he says, "So when did you uh, when did you get to the states? Are you finally thinking about being an astronaut again? He right, may just got on. here too." Hang on a minute. Yeah. So he's flown. Mm-hmm. From Japan to the to States. America. Yeah. Yep. Obviously, he's got to get back. He's got two days off work. <laughs> Which, how long is that fucking flight? Because it seems like how at least Luna one on day is just traveling. <laughs> <laughs> how, long, how long was Luna on the wing of that plane? I mean, she'd be frozen. She'd be dead. <laughs> Right. Well, she's Flight a magical time. cat. I know we got to do this. Flight Japan from Japan to, to Kennedy Space Center, America. Okay, Japan to Kennedy Space Center. Uh-huh. Flying distance: eleven hours, fifty-three minutes. I mean, that's just the state, so that's not even like fuck. Okay, so that means at least okay. If you do a flight there and a flight back, that's twenty-two hours. That's almost one full day of just travel. Yeah. How the fuck is he gonna get anything done while he's <laughs> at NASA? That makes no sense. I'm not buying she, any of this. No, she would be fucking dead. He didn't eat I'm for eleven hours. Dead. Not to mention that, but I guess because she's a magical yakety yak cat from outer space. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> so the guy says he may just got here too. Want me to go get her? He's like, no. I'm I'm just here on a quick vacation. I'm not staying long. Yeah, too right. You've got to turn around now and catch your flight home. Right. And it says Spaceport Florida, so I guess they're in Florida? Oh, okay. Then that's even more. That's probably that's 13, even more. 13, 14 hours. There's no fucking way, man. There's no way. <laughs> I'm questioning the, uh, the, <laughs> of, the of a fake thing. I'm <laughs> <laughs> checking the flight times. Like, no way would this happen, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, we see Kakaru looking out at the ocean. I'm going to call it the ocean. I don't give a fuck if it's not the ocean. The ocean. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Luna okay. bounds out of a bush. <laughs> She's like, I am here, Kakaru. <laughs> this is a horror story. <laughs> it is. It's like, um, have you seen that film, It Follows? I haven't, but I've heard of it. Yeah. This is Luna Follows. This, this is, this is trans American horror story because it's happening in Japan and America. <laughs> This yeah. is international horror story, bitch. Mm-hmm. So she's still looking at him, and she's like, he looks like he's about to fade away. I wonder what got into him. Why would he rush off all the way to the Kennedy Space Center? And so then she makes herself known. She's like, meow. And he turns around, and he's like, Luna? He's like, it can't be. But that crescent-shaped bald patch. And she's like, meow. <laughs> <laughs> And he says, don't tell me your owner is working at NASA. And we get a fourth wall breaking panel of Usagi being like, yeah, right. 
Yeah. Oh, Usagi, I love you so much. So he rubs his face against Luna's. She's got her tongue sticking out. And he's like, I don't believe it. Is it really you, Luna? To think I'd see you here. Did you follow me here? Yeah. And he's smiling about it. He doesn't think it's weird at all. I I give up at this point. I know, right? So he's like, uh, Luna's thinking, how does he always know? And she's thinking, yes, I did. I followed you all the way to the United States. That is scary. Mm. So anyway. Don't you think uh, she looks very young in that panel? She looks almost like Diana. She does look like Diana in that picture. Also, the shading makes her look like Diana, too. Mm. It's not really black, either. But Cocker says, I guess I just don't know how to let go either. Coming all the way out here after all this time. And I'm a real jerk too. When I heard that Hime didn't make the crew, the truth is I was relieved. And we get a flashback panel to when Kakaru and Hime were at a lessons together. And Hime, uh, uh, looking cute with a bow in her hair, adorable. And yeah, they're looking up at the yeah. night sky. Very Mina. Very Mina. Uh, very Mina. <gasps> I'm, I'm going to flip it. This oh, is Ray and Minako's daughter. I'm going to cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fact that you came to the realization before I even said it. <laughs> <laughs> because she has raised dark hair, but she puts a bow in her hair like, no, like I know, Minako. I know, I know, I know. Oh. Okay, I've got to create okay. Sims characters again, and they're going to have a daughter <laughs> called Hime. Hime. Oh. Okay, anyway, we're getting derailed. But anyway, uh, Hime says, oh, a falling star. And Kakaru says, you're right. And he says, I wish to be an astronaut. And Hime says, me too, me too. I wish to be an astronaut too. He's like, oh, come on, Himeko. You want to be an astronaut too? And she's like, yes, I do. You're not the only one who wants to see if Princess Kaguba really lives on the moon. Oh, I thought she lived in Mambu. (laughs) True, good point. Uh, But then he says, okay then. Let's both be astronauts. And she's like, really? Then we can find out if Princess Kaguya is real together. And then, oh, this is cute. Look at them. They're like, it's a promise. We'll both we'll both be astronauts and go to the moon no matter what. And that's the end of the flashback. So then Cocker is looking up at the sky because, you know, they got to have some sort of transitional piece. And he's like, we live in an age now where it's easy to send lots of people to space. <coughs> And then he, ooh, bless you. Thank you. And uh, to when, it's a flashback to when Hime said, I'm not like you. I would never forget my dream. And uh, Luna's looking up at him and thinking, but he hasn't. He hasn't forgotten his dream at all. You do want to be an astronaut, don't you, Kakaru? And I will say, I do love that panel of him holding Luna and like the spaceships around NASA. It's a cool shot. So then, of course, he's hit with another affliction, another pain in his chest. And he's like, ugh. And Luna's like, <gasps> but this time he falls all the way to the goddamn ground. The entire fucking ground. Fuds to the ground like a dead body bitch. And Luna's like, Kakaru! And he's huffing and puffing. Can't get up. He's so afflicted. And she's thinking, what do I do? Help! I have to get help. So she runs away, and she's thinking, Kakaru, Kakaru. And then, of course, she stumbles upon Hime, because why wouldn't she? Mm. And Hime turns around, and she's like, what? That cat? But it can't be. And then she just starts running away from her. I guess she's thinking, maybe if I run away from her, she'll follow me. Mm. Sure, sure, Luna, sure. So Hime's like, wait, where are you going? And of course, she does follow her, and Hime sees Kakaru pass out on the ground. 
She's like, Kakaroo! And then we flash to the hospital, I would say. He he may got Kakaroo to the hospital, and she hears that he has a dilated cardiomyopathy, which it says is an enlarged heart. Mm-hmm. I know, I've got so, it here. A condition where the heart cannot pump blood effectively, because <gasps> the left uh, ventricle, the main pumping cha- chamber, is enlarged and weakened. Enlarged and weakened? Oh, no! Mm. Oh, poor Kakaroo. Even though you want to fuck a cat. Yeah, but that's why. Uh, <laughs> so um, it says on top of that, he has arrhythmia and it's inoperable. He never stood a chance of being an astronaut. Oh, his dreams dashed. And the doctor is saying, don't overwork him. Get him back to Japan and into a hospital. And then it cuts to he, uh, Hime and Kakaru. Not sure if they're still in the States or if they're back in Japan. But he says, I'm sorry, Hime, for dragging you back to Japan. Okay, they're in Japan. There you go. If I just <laughs> did, I can answer my own comment. <laughs> well, I was going to say, but, but you know. <laughs> so Hime says, I would have come anyway. You know I can't leave you alone like this. I'm staying right here in Japan to make sure you go to the hospital and get better. Oh, that's nice. And then we cut to the Mizuno household. Mizuno oh. with Ami. Um, looking cute. Love this little apartment look. <clears throat> and Ami says, these are, oh shit. I'm gonna, okay. Let me try again. These are Digitalis, a diuretic of vasodilator and verapamil sure i have no idea they're also heart conditions so we see these picture of the pills i guess luna grabbed some pills from his apartment (laughs) went to ami was like bitch i need you to identify your mom's doctor Mm. tell me and ami is like do you think your friend has cardiomyopathy and luna's like cardiomyopathy So then she's thinking, he has a heart problem? Oh, Kakaroo. And then we cut to the Sakino household, the star of the show. Ooh, soggy bitches. And <laughs> finally, Luna gets her comeuppance. Oh, thank God for you, Usagi. She's like, Luna, where on earth have you been? And why haven't we heard from you in three days? We looked everywhere. It's like, oh, thank you, Usagi. Bash her. Drag her. Mm-hmm. And what does Luna say? Oh, you know, it's love. <laughs> Or no, she doesn't say it's love. Minako says it's love. Because of course. But I just love that Luna was deflective and like, oh, you know. Just like she told Artemis where she got the ribbon. Mm-hmm. But Minako says, it's love. And we cut to Minako drinking what looks like coffee and tea. Lover. Mm. Maybe, oh, maybe she's, tea and coffee. She needs a third drink and then she's got the trilogy like me. She does. You're right. So she's like, Luna is madly, desperately, head over heels, in love. And ha <laughs> It cuts to Artemis, and he looks so disparaged. He has a rock on his head. He's like, ugh. And look at Diana looking up at him like, "Uh uh-oh, I'm fading away, aren't I? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, Luna's in love? With who? And (laughs) Minako! So bad. Minako says, well, we know it's not with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! little shocked face on artemis being like and then uh, i love that all the girls are gathered at uh usagi's house because haruka michiru and setsuna are here too bitches can't count them out and haruka says she stares into space a lot she behaves unpredictably and she's dressing up and uh i'm just gonna or no that was michiru Mm -hmm. yeah and they're like wearing ribbons smelling like potpourri and uh usagi's like and after all the time we've been together she only just started asking me about me and mamo and then 
then, oh, Mamoru's here too. Because he's like, it can only be love. Or no, she says it can only be love, right? <laughs> and <laughs> Mamoru's like, uh, sure, sweetie, sure. <laughs> and another, <laughs> another panel of Artemis being crushed by the rock. <laughs> I know. Poor Artemis. My God. Poor Artemis. And Minako says, <gasps> you know this is your fault for neglecting her, Artemis. What? Mina, absolutely I'm, not. Okay, I'm pressing the bullshit button because that is not art. Because this, no. this whole ridiculous chapter started <laughs> with them all berating Luna for not being the one to go pick Artemis up from time to time. Right. So how did this flip to Artemis? Garbage. So how is it his fault suddenly? I'm sorry, I'm on art side. Yeah, same. We see an Artemis in this house. <clears throat> So Nico says, just because Diana is proof that you're married and have a lovely daughter in the 30th century, doesn't mean you can sit back and do nothing now. The future can always be changed, you know. And Artemis is like, ugh, stab. I mean, it was a marriage of convenience <coughs> anyway, wasn't it? Right. It's like, oh, we're two yakety yak cats from outer space, from the same space planet. Guess we have to have a kid. You know what uh, I mean? Like, ugh, whatever. So Artemis is stalking off, looking gloomy and slinking, and he just poor Artemis. Artemis, honestly. Yeah. So Minako turns to Uzagi and says, so where is Luna? And Uzagi's like, at home, staring into space. And she's like, you're so convincing, Minako. <laughs> uh, and then we cut to Ami, just thinking about Luna. She's like, aw, poor girl. So then we cut to uh, Mako, Ray, and well, the girls go out to the to the. It looks like a diner. It doesn't look like the fruit uh, game part or the crown fruit parlor. No, because it would say it. So I guess they're at like this cute little diner in Juban. Love that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "So Luna's in love, huh?" And then someone says, "You know, I think I can sympathize." And Mako says, "Who wouldn't want somebody? Somebody? I was thinking somebody. Oh God." <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't want somebody dreamy to curl up next to on a cold winter's night and then she's like senpai thinking about that old crush again yeah and ray's like it's true this time of year does tend to remind one of old flames but i love that she's like even ray's feeling a little lonely and we know that she hates men (laughs) (sighs) and then minika's like my first love hagashi from the volleyball team oh yeah i guess i killed him Which I've read that chapter in Codename Sailor V and uh, just love it. I love the continuity. (laughs) I just love that she's like, oh yeah, I guess I killed him. Uh, wonderful. So then Usagi says, what's gotten into you guys all of a sudden? And uh, is this Minako? Yeah. But also, just gotta point out, Chibiusa sipping her drink. Adorable. Just watching on. Just watching like, god, these fucking horny teens, man. She's like, I'm not 102. Just I'm her in the second <laughs> chapter. <laughs> True. Good point. But Minako's like, forget it, Usagi. You wouldn't understand. And Mako says, and with Christmas around the corner, anybody would want to be in love. Spending Christmas Eve alone is no joke. And <laughs> Michiru's like, I totally agree. And she, <laughs> she she nestles into Haruka, which I think is just oh. fucking precious. Yeah. And Setsuna's like, no one likes to be alone. Yeah, but she's also settling into Haruka. She is. She's like curling up to Haruka too. Haruka is a bad bitch. She's like, these bitches can't stay away. <laughs> I know. I feel like we haven't given enough love to Haruka lately, but uh, Haruka's yeah, she's got, still got it. She's got big dick energy. Let's just call a spade a spade. Yeah. She does. Haruka's got it. 
So we cut to this wide panel of all the girls sitting at two tables because, you know, their crew has expanded over time. And uh, let's say, who is that? Michiru? Sure. She's like, oh, it's snowing again. And Sasuna says, it's going to be another cold night. And then we see what looks like two enemies in the distance around, surrounded by snowflakes. And they're like, hee hee hee. And then we see, uh, uh, we're back to bedsheet Barbara, the, en- the true bad enemy. And she's yes. thinking, that's right. No one likes to be alone. So she's lurking in the shadows. She's just waiting for, waiting and biding her time. She's letting Luna try to fuck a human <clears throat> letting Kaku try to fuck a cat and then she's gonna pounce <laughs> yeah and then we cut to chibiusa we're almost at the stopping point by the way we're almost know, there right? <laughs> my god i'm so sorry and that's, that's, that's the halfway point right can you imagine if we were doing this one chapter it'd be like a five no. hour podcast no. no i'm unsubscribing <laughs> Not unsubscribing to yourself. (laughs) So we cut to Shibuya. She's got her head in her hands. She's like, oh yeah, it is almost Christmas. And she's thinking, Papa, Mama. And he's like, like, ugh. Literally sat with them. Oh God. Literally with them. Um, And Mama's like, oh, what's this? Not you too, Chibiusa. And Ami says, why don't we all have a Christmas party? I bet it would be fun. Look at Ami with the solutions. Go ahead, Ami. Oh, maybe. Ugh, Chibiusa's like, really? You want to? Let's do it. Yay. So cute. And then she says, guess what? Back in the future, we pick a guest of honor every Christmas. And Yusaki's like, a guest of honor? Like, "Uh uh-huh. And then at the party, everybody gets together and gives them the one thing they want the most. And then we get a a flashback, flash forward, both flash forward and flashback. How does time work? But Mm -hmm. it's Chibiusa's time back home. And uh, it's uh, Neo Queen Serenity and Endymion with all these presents. And uh, Neo Queen Serenity says, this year our Christmas star is you, small lady. Now open your eyes. Here's your gift from all of us. And she's closing her eyes and she opens it and it's fucking Diana. (laughs) (laughs) Diana was a Christmas present. I love. But also, wasn't she born from Artemis and Luna? Isn't that a little weird to wait to give it to her for Christmas? But okay. (laughs) It is really cute. Because Diana says, it's please, I'm pleased to meet you, small lady. I'm Diana. Let's be friends. And Endymion and Neoqueen Serenity are watching them be pals. And (laughs) Chibius is like, how did you know? She's just what I wanted. Thank you, Mama and Papa. And then we go back to the present. And she says, it was always so much fun having those Christmas parties with everyone. So, who will be the guest of honor this year? And she's still thinking about her papa and her mama. She's a little sad. And she starts to cry again. And... Mama was like, oh, she's crying again. Come on now, Chibiusa, smile, please. And then we got to cut back to our main care, our new main characters, Hime and Kakaru. Mm. And uh, Hime's on the phone. <clears throat> with Kakaru, and she says, I made all the arrangements with the hospital, and I'll visit you there. Is there anything you need? And we cut to him, and he's at his telescope, naturally. He says, thank you, Hime. I'll be fine. I'm just gonna stop by my lab, then I'll head over to the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they all say. So he goes to the lab, and he's like, (gasps) because, you know, he hasn't been there in a while, you know, two days in America. (laughs) And the crystal has shattered, that the little shard has shattered out of its Petri dish, and it's just crystallizing in the corner of the fucking lab bitch he's like the crystal what not that it's basically <laughs> oh the way i said it yeah. <laughs> 
monsters like the crystal. How did it get so big already? That's impossible. And then uh, upon further inspection, he's like, what? And it's shaped like a human being. What in the world? And it does. It looks like a womanly figure. Because, but he sees what he wants to see. He saw a womanly figure in a cat. Can you trust his judgment? No. <laughs> so he gets another affliction. And he's like, I can't breathe. My heart's acting up more lately. Guess I won't be. In, uh, I guess I won't be any use around here much longer. He's already ready for deathbed. He's ready, but he does make it to the hospital, J Med University Hospital to be specific. Mm-hmm. And he's in the, his hospital bed. He's huffing and puffing. He's struggling to breathe in the hospital bed. <clears throat> and there's a glint outside of his window, and we see bedsheet Barbara. She's back, and she says, "I've been so lonely." And he gasps awake, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> he looks over and he's like who's there the wind and he's like the window's open so does he see her or no oh yeah she's starting to form and she's like you were the first to take my splinter into your hand talking about the shard that he caught the shard on yeah he's got the shard (gasps) on oh my goodness look at the next picture it's a big it is she has nipples ladies and gents i mean her Uh nipples are out and proud i know but it's cold so it is cold you're right and she says yeah. i am snow Kakua, or so you have named me and i uh, right now she just looks like bed sheets with a nip with nipples <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i love her headdress it's like sort of a crown but it looks like rolled hair at the same time it's really cool looking mm, yeah and he's like have you come to take me to the other side and she's like bitch <laughs> She just looks at him and he say he says, I see, so I'm dying. Okay. <laughs> cool. He accepted death real easy. And he says, there's no one to worry about. My parents passed on long ago. There's no one left to mourn me. I have nothing left to live for. Take me anytime I'm ready. But Hime. Right. right. What about Hime? And she's like, you are lonely. I understand a small part of how you feel. I too have experienced solitude. I was all alone for four and a half billion years. Fuck. That's a long time. Yeah. I'm just entranced by her breasts. I look at them in that panel. I know. They are so perky and nipply. (laughs) Jealous. (laughs) Not jealous. Oh, God. Okay, so then we cut to Luna, and she's prodding her way over to the J Medical University Hospital, because of course she knows his goddamn schedule down to a T. And she, it's snowing, and she's looking outside, looking up the building from outside, and she's like, Kakaru, I'm just a cat. I can't do anything to help you. That didn't stop you from kissing him and wanting to fuck him, but okay. And she's like, but I want to see you. And then we cut back to the hospital room, and a nurse knocks on Kakaru's door. She's like, um, Azora, how are you doing? Do you feel any differently? And she sees <laughs> Kaguya standing, oh. or honestly straddling him. Straddling, yeah, she's straddling him. And the window's open, and the wind is whipping her bedsheet headdress around, and the nurse screams in horror. Luna, of course, hears this, and uh, Kaguya starts to breathe snow around the room. Mm-hmm. She freezes because, the nurse. And then we cut back to Usagi's house. Luna, she goes to Usagi. She wakes her up. And she's like, oh, Luna? And then we cut back to the hospital room. And another nurse is like, what do you think you're doing? Visiting hours were over ages ago. And bringing a cat in here? They don't give a fuck. But they're booted out of the fucking hospital. <laughs> <laughs> 
and I love Usagi in this plaid black and white dress. Oh my god. And she says, Luna, where are we going? And Luna says, fourth floor, internal medicine ward, ICU. And Usagi's like, got it, bitch. I, I, I'm on, I'm your best wing woman, bitch. I'm on your side. She breaks out the moon pin, which we haven't seen in goddamn. Oh, love. Thank God. Finally something good happening. I know, right? She holds up the moon pin and says, moon power, change me into the head of science and technology agency. That's the highest ranking person at the NSDA. And bitch, the fashion. The fashion. Yeah, do it. I, I can't even begin to describe this dress. It's like a lacy black number, like on the arms, but it's got a skirt over top of it. Like a, almost a second skirt. Yeah. And like a With a fitted really, skirt underneath. Yes, a fitted skirt underneath. She's got like a, it looks like Cohen's forehead brooch on her, on this like ruffly pattern as well. And it says, I'm the first female minister of the GST. <laughs> and Luna's sweat drops. She's like, so why such a garish outfit? Garish? Oh my god, bro. I know, it's like, it's stunning fashion. Uh, but Usagi jumps into action in her disguise. And she's like, government officials get to visit whenever they want. And she bounds into the room. Luna says, this is ridiculous. And they see the iced over nurse stuck in a fucking iceberg. <laughs> and Usagi's like, bitch, it's time. She breaks out the heart, or the, yeah, the heart moon brooch. And she says, moon cosmic power, make up. And that is where we finally oh end this <laughs> My God. Can you believe that's the halfway point? No. Like, holy sh- shit. Don't get me wrong. I love this story, but it's a little all over the place, especially with, yeah. you know, Luna wanting to fuck a man and him thinking about it. <laughs> Marcella, what were your favorite parts other than the fact that it fucking ended? <laughs> yeah, right? I was going to say, can I get away with that joke again? Um, <laughs> not many. Mm. Um, Usagi's, I'm going to step on your gig, but Usagi's Do fashion. It. Um, Absolutely fashion stunner in this chapter. Holy shit. I'm um, not a favorite part as such because I feel bad for him, but Artemis was just quite amusing. Poor Artemis. I know. I bad for him oh um, terrible yeah but him. i'm just irked mostly just irked by this chapter <laughs> yeah you know i can't say i blame you yeah. i can't say i blame you at all <sighs> I just kind of feel like, what's the point of it? Does that make sense? Yeah, valid. Yeah. It, it is, um, it definitely, it, it definitely feels like filler. Where like the Chibiusa episodes just feel like a, you get to see a different perspective. I love those. I love They're the so good. Because they're fun and they're snappy and they're to the point. Yeah. Whereas I feel like mm. this one's dragging. Yeah, dragging it's very bit. long. It's so fun. Maybe I can't it's, believe. It's just because it's, maybe it's because it's just Luna based. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> mm. I, I do I remember really liking it, but I think what's changed for me is the fact that it's we're doing it for the podcast now, and I'm like, oh my god, it never fucking ends because yeah, <laughs> there's exactly. so much to describe. I, I I mean I know how it ends, but and I yeah. I can vaguely like I I kind of know the general gist, but it just feels like it's a it's a long long time getting there. Yeah, I it doesn't I, need to. I be. unfortunately have to agree. Yeah. Um, they they really could have. She really could have wrapped it up a lot quicker. 
Africa. Mm. Um, I mean, it could have been over by now because I know what's to come. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just, I don't know. But I do actually know, I do really like Bedsheet Babs. I like her a lot. Bedsheet Babs! Mm. Yes, I love that. She's cool. And I feel like there's cool. And and I just feel like there hasn't been been enough of her. Yeah, like this is called The Love of Princess Kaguya. And we got her at like literally the tail end. Yeah, tail end. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I just feel like there was too much build up. Like maybe. Yeah, it was almost like there was too much detail almost, which is weird. I didn't, it didn't take this long to get through when I was, and I know like we add a lot of stuff, but I just. I honestly don't remember it being this long. Me either. Oh my goodness. Mm. Anyway, what about you? Yeah, number one is Usagi's fashion fucking moments in this chapter. Like, yeah. the bitch is serving an infinity arc. Oh my god. Um, yeah, that's probably about it. <laughs> I mean, I love that we're... <laughs> I, I do like this chapter, but it's like... It, it does, yeah, it does seem like it's running long. I mean, we've been recording for almost two and a half hours, y'all. <laughs> so it's like, wow. and this is half. Like, this is a hundred and like 40-some chapter, and we did it in half. So it's like, good lord, if that was the first half, the second half's probably going to be just as long. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, y'all are getting wonderful content. <laughs> but... I don't know. It just dragged. And I love seeing the outers. And mainly the main thing I love seeing is just the girls interacting as friends. Because we don't get to see that a whole lot. You know, just hanging out, mm. just being girls. And uh, yeah, sorry, Artemis. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, I know, right? Oh. But yeah, that's about it. That's all I got. Yeah. All right. So let's wrap <laughs> this shit up, you guys. You can follow yeah. me on the internet at JustinGray22 across Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can follow us both on Twitter and Instagram at SalemMan. And you can email us and tell us how awfully long this chapter was at sailormangapodcast at gmail.com. Don't unsubscribe just because of this chapter, y'all, please. Leave a rating and review. Because we've got we've got a whole I mean okay fair enough we've got part two to come but stick with yeah. us because then we've got yeah. a new arc yes and oh my god it's gonna be so good so much fun mm. uh, it's gonna be great and new art we're gonna have new artwork for the dream arc because y'all know how we do over here uh, but yeah thank you guys for listening to this extended episode of Sailor Manga and uh, I guess all there is to say is in the name of the moon we'll be back soon bye guys goodbye. What we need to do is we need to strap ourselves to a, our own wing of a plane and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> My God. I mean, there were some really amusing parts, don't get me wrong, but um, oh, God. I could I could get my editing pants on. I could really cut that bitch. <laughs> yeah. Naoko, let us edit. Kadansha, call me. <laughs>